Welcome to the Schooling Pin, where we answer your horse training questions, groundwork and riding, beginner to advanced levels. We've had multiple people reach out to us on Facebook recently, and they've all kind of asked questions that relate to one subject. Horses that are super sticky, slow, lethargic, and sluggish, whether in the arena or on the trail, when they're asking them to do various things, especially more concentrated training, like bending, suppling, circles, obstacle work, whatever the case may be, the horse is being real lazy and in a lot of cases pissy and irritated and offended about being asked to hustle their feet and move and go accomplish something. Since we've had multiple people ask this, I'm going to read the response we gave to the most recent lady who asked a question along these lines, and maybe those of you out there, whether it's an older horse that's kind of developed this habit, or especially a younger horse or a greener horse that doesn't have a lot of rides that's starting to show this type of behavior, you really need to nip that in the bud and get things turned around. Otherwise, your job later on becomes harder. Although, the fix we're going to mention here works for both greener and older horses with lots of rides that are kind of developing a bad habit. I'll start by saying it's very common for more slow, sluggish, lazy, cold-blooded type horses that lack impulsion or forward motion to start getting irritated, pissy, and offended when asked to do more concentrated training like bending, trotting circles, going over obstacles, whatever the case may be. Often, the negative attitude is just a product of two different factors coming together, lack of forward motion and lack of softness. And these problems feed into each other. If your horse is already lazy and sluggish, it's hard to engage their feet and actually get forward energy that you need to teach them exercises, to teach them to be soft and responsive at all three gates. So you end up with a horse that's stiff and doesn't have a lot of control and also resents being asked to move their feet in the first place, which just leads to more stiffness and the cycle just gradually gets worse. The most difficult part of horse training, quite honestly, is to teach a horse to be really soft, supple, and broke loose while maintaining forward motion and energy in their feet. Getting a horse to that point is a big learning curve. You know, being able to bend the horse around your inside leg while walking forward and around, doing bending transitions, bridling the horse up and softening their face vertically at the lope. All these things demand that the horse be soft and submissive while maintaining impulsion and keeping their feet engaged. Now that's a tall order, which is why it takes so many progressive stages of training and it takes long time and a lot of investment to get a well-trained horse. So in your training overall, you're going to see a balance of softness and impulsion in equal measure, but everything begins with impulsion. That's why in our program, we focus so heavily on like the passenger lesson or cruising the horse on a loose rein in the arena at all three gates and really getting our colts loped out consistently especially within the first 30 to 60 days of training. On a green horse, you don't have a lot of control to begin with, so you first have to establish a foothold by creating a lot of forward movement. Just get that horse's feet engaged and going somewhere. Just get him moving forward. And once the horse's feet are freed up and you can create movement consistently, that's when you can actually start training on them by redirecting that movement, teaching them to bend, steer, and soften. Freeing a horse's feet up also just frees up their mind. It's, it makes them teachable. That's why it's such an important first step in a horse's training. Everything you do as a trainer from then on is predicated on getting forward motion and freeing the horse's feet up. So if your horse lacks that foundation and you don't have much forward energy to work with, then your progression is it's dead in the water. Often what we see when someone brings a horse like this to us or asks these types of questions is that Whoever initially put the first rides on that horse, or maybe put the first 60 to 90 days worth of training on him, 
oftentimes that person didn't get that horse loped out consistently enough. Now, they might have done a lot of loping, but they just didn't do enough to be effective for this particular lazier type horse. Now, if a horse is already on the dull and lazy side personality-wise, then a lack of consistent loping and galloping to free their feet up is a big mistake, but it actually happens a lot because low-energy, quieter horses are more low-maintenance, and they tend to be very agreeable in the beginning stages of their training, so they kind of fool us. They, they lull people into a false sense of security, and we go easy on those types of horses and don't push them very hard or really get them moved out enough. But if you do that, the result is, over time, the horse will just get lazier and lazier and lazier. At first, they didn't really like being asked to lope. And then after a while, they decide that even jogging forward in a circle is too much to ask. And then eventually they just start getting offended and pissy and resentful about being asked to move their feet in general. So here's what I'm really getting at. There comes a threshold in any young horse's training when you can move their feet a little bit and you've got some basic control, but the horse is not truly committed yet. They're not truly accepting of it, and you only have really a surface level of control. The horse is just kind of putting up with what you're doing because right now it's tolerable, they're green, and your demands just aren't that high. But if you don't raise your standards, if you don't increase the pressure at some point and really get that horse dialed in and accepting of what's going on, then you'll forever be stuck in this no man's land where the horse is kind of forever green. They just kind of amble around with this glazed over look, just putting in bare minimum effort. And if you ever put pressure on them or ask for a little bit more, they get a and pissed off about it. So this is where a lot of horses are at. They haven't been pushed hard enough in the past to really expose them to and get them comfortable with working at higher speeds and being committed to engaging their feet and just putting in more effort. So now you've got a horse that's not only uncomfortable when you ask them to move quicker, they resent being asked to move their feet altogether. So if you have a horse like that, the best thing to do is go back to the passenger slash cruising lesson on a loose rein stage to really get that horse freed up. Not for several weeks, this isn't a, a situation where you've got to redo their whole foundation, but you do need to go spend three to five consecutive sessions of cruising on a loose rein and getting this horse moved out just to blow the cobwebs out of the muffler and get rid of that sluggishness and that lazy brain fog that's just clouding everything. Now, I would practice cruising a horse on a loose rein at the gallop, not the lope, if they're being this sticky, to really exaggerate that forward motion. The more sold up and lazy a horse wants to be, the more exaggerated I'll make that cruising session by really opening up the throttle as far as I reasonably can to try to get that horse lined out and get their feet freed up. It doesn't matter if most things you want to do with your horse require 50% throttle or less. Even if you want your horse to lope slow, ultimately, you still want to prove to them that you expect 100% throttle if you ask for it. Now, if you don't get it, you're going to squeeze with your legs, cluck, and spank over and under on the hindquarters with the tail of the rein, the spanker on a set of Makati reins, dressage whip, riding crop, whatever you've got available. Spanking lengthens a horse's stride. That's why racehorse jockeys have a riding crop and spank with it. It lengthens the horse's stride as opposed to kicking or spurring them in the ribs, which shortens it. And if the horse gets sticky, if they threaten to kick up, buck, or do anything else to avoid moving out, you're just going to keep spanking. Just keep maintaining that pressure with rhythm until she finally frees up and actually moves out with a lot of energy. Because quite honestly, chances are the horse isn't going to be too thrilled about this new level of expectation. In fact, they'll probably get pretty resentful and snarly about being asked to work harder. So they may kick out, threaten to buck, pin their ears, try to sull up and refuse to go forward, run back to the gate. They're going to try anything but putting energy in their feet and actually going somewhere. 
The only thing you can do in that situation is just keep driving that horse forward. Use your legs. Keep spanking on the hindquarters with rhythm until that horse's feet break loose and they actually move out at the speed you asked for. When you're spanking them on the hindquarters, over and under or what have you, maintain that rhythm, but spank with higher and higher intensity until you finally break through those barriers that the horse is trying to put in your way. The worst thing to do is releasing the pressure if the horse is sulling up, getting sticky, or, or getting pissy about the whole thing. In fact, if they're doing that, you actually need to increase the pressure until you finally get a change in the horse's feet. Just get them to go somewhere. So even if you're a confident rider, be prepared for that negative behavior, the kicking up, all that bad stuff, and be ready for it. You know, hold the saddle horn with one hand if you have to, so you can spank with the other. If you're not a very confident rider, then get someone who isn't afraid to maintain and even increase the pressure on that horse until she realizes that throwing a hissy fit, all it does is just result in more pressure and more discomfort, not less. So with this cruising lesson and getting the horse lined out, you should have a get-in, get-out mentality. Just because we're saying get them lined out doesn't mean you go loping down the trail for 30 miles. Get in, make your point, hustle the horse's feet, and then get out before they completely run out of air and just start to mentally shut down. You get in, open the throttle up, blow the cobwebs out, and then get out before they run out of gas. Do minimal warm-up so you have as much energy as you need, and then put the horse on a loose rein and gallop them out 5 to 10 minutes max, or at least until they feel more free, they're loping with a lot more cadence and rhythm, and they're carrying some momentum themselves. That's the key right there. They're not trying to duck and dive, and they're not trying to break gait every few strides or stop all the time. They're actually maintaining that momentum and carrying themselves around a little bit without you having to constantly nag and micromanage with your legs and with your spanker. So get them lined out and then quit. Don't bother doing any bending, softening, no cool-down work. Just be done. Get in, make your point, and then get out. So do those little sessions for three to five times in a row, and that's going to help you reset that horse's mental computer, making sure they know that when you say move your feet, you actually mean it. You may only ever ask for 50% effort most of the time on a normal day, but they should still be ready to give you 100% if you ask for it. Now, just doing these sessions is going to help break some of those sluggish, resentful mental patterns the horse has developed and hopefully give you a new starting point to build from. Once you can actually create forward motion without the horse being sticky and resentful, the rest of your training, the softening, the bending, all that stuff is going to get a lot easier. Depending on how broke that horse is, you can actually substitute cruising with corner-to-corner -corner rollbacks. Now, we've mentioned this many times on the podcast, and it's a good exercise to use here. Just following the fence at the gallop, again, not the lope, but the gallop with this lazy horse, and using the corners of the arena to redirect them picking up with the rein closest to the fence, roll the horse back into the corner, gallop the other direction, rinse and repeat for about five to 10 minutes. And you don't have to do the same exact corners every time, but do make your rollbacks more frequent if the horse is ducking and diving all over the place or if they feel out of control. Whether you do this or you do the cruising on a loose rein really just depends on how out of control the horse feels. If they're weaving and ducking all over the place really badly, if they're mindlessly running into the fence, diving their shoulder around and turning so hard it feels like they're going to fall over, then just put them on the fence. Just do rollbacks on the fence, rollbacks corner to corner, instead of letting them run around on a loose rein like a chicken with their head cut off. Then once you've done multiple cruising and or rollback sessions in the arena, you can go back to chilling the horse out. Work on their lateral softness, transitions, the other concentrated training that you'd normally do, but with a renewed confidence that if the horse starts to sole up, get sticky, doesn't want to move, 
You can break their feet loose and bend them around, hustle, stop, circle, turn, whatever you need to do to create the forward motion necessary to get control of their feet in that situation. And you should always keep your cruising and rollbacks at the gallop card in your back pocket. And in the future, if you run into more sorry attitude or resentment from the horse about being asked to hustle their feet, don't be afraid to play that card again. One final note is to try increasing your horse's calorie intake if you find they're constantly being lethargic and sluggish and reluctant to move forward. If they're not getting any grain at this point and you're having those types of problems and they're not hot, nervous, reactive, spooky, maybe start them out on half a coffee can of like strategy, safe choice, or some other generic equine senior type feed. And you can gradually increase that amount up to like a can and a half twice a day, depending on your horse's energy needs. Again, you have to scale it based on their needs. The reason I mention this last, although it is an important part of the puzzle, is that a lot of people focus on that, but that's not actually going to fix the issues with the sullen up, the sticky footedness, being pissy, being resentful about moving their feet. It won't help any of that stuff. You still have to do the training, but increasing the horse's calories will just give you more fuel in the tank, so to speak. It'll just give you more energy that you can draw from in your training sessions. So I hope this answer was helpful to anyone else who might be experiencing similar issues. If you'd like to ask questions of your own, you can message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Horses.